Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins a national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! We've talked about... Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss having a lot of success in the transfer portal and who they've been able to bring in and add to their roster. I wonder, does this season, after three straight Sweet 16s, two Elite 8s, and one Sweet 16 last year, do big wigs at the University of Arkansas who have contributed to the basketball side of things of NIL rethink their investment for next year? That is something I think has to be thought about because you've only known success the last three years. You saw in the first season they got the 20 wins. You're like, okay, there's there's possibility here. And then it was Elite Eight, Elite Eight, Sweet 16. Do who, again, people who invest money want to see an ROI. For some, an ROI is just postseason success like we've seen the last three years. Does this season, it's not entirely over. Like you said, something can happen. We don't think it's going to, but something can happen. Does it make you rethink and reevaluate no. if you invest in this Arkansas basketball program? Maybe. We've all got a buddy that knows a guy who knows a guy who gave money to the NIL, and they've got some kind of access or knowledge about what's really going on with this basketball program. Who all's heard that story this this last week at your barbershop or your Sunday school or your golf course or wherever? I have. You have, Big C has. I mean, you walk down the aisle at Walmart and somebody, somebody's got a story about, hey, I can tell you what's really going on because my buddy's giving, you know, $100,000 to the NIL. People that give big bucks to the NIL, you talk about the ROI. Yeah, it's, it's about winning. I get that. But it's also about access. Some, a lot of this is just an ego play. Yeah, because, you know, whether they have it or not, they get to play the big shot role in their circle. And a lot of that money that's given isn't directly tied to, to just wins and losses. It's about the treatment. It's about access. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting all these guys have an inside pipeline. I don't think that's true either. But they get to play the, the role they of big shot. They want to They get to play the role of big shot. So That's why I think from the people I know that have given significant money, I think th- I think that's a not the over uh, not not the one hundred percent element, but we'd be naive to think that's not a big element in why they donate the money they do. So Whether it's a donation to the foundation or NIL. Mm-hmm. So with that access, do which you isn't always right, by the way. Correct. Do the, you think they want it to continue after this year? Because sometimes again, people get after a certain no. thing doesn't go their way, they. You give, pull back a little bit. You and, give money for one of two reasons, I believe, in the NIL. It's still new, so that I, I could change my mind down the road. You give money because you have a relationship with that player, like in the case of now former Razorback, I suppose, Devo Davis. is he, what, what? I don't even know how to label him, but that doesn't matter. If you're from Jacksonville, I don't know. If But if you're a Central Arkansas business, maybe you want to have a relationship with Devo because you watched him grow up, you watched him play at Jacksonville, perhaps, what, whatever. So you do it for the player if there's a tie. If if not, you're doing it because you believe in the coach. I mean, you can talk about support of the program, but if you don't believe in that head coach, you probably don't give money. So in football, if you don't believe Sam Pippen's leading you in the right direction, you're probably not giving as much. But in basketball or baseball in particular, who doesn't believe in Dave Van Horn? Bueller? Bueller? You know, no, ever it's it's a consensus, right? It's unanimous. So you you would give money to baseball not because of the player but because of the coach. I think Arkansas basketball's in that same boat. Fans love Muss. I think donors love Muss. So with the exception of someone that's got a tie to a player, you're probably giving money because you believe in Muss. Andy Mountain Home texting that saying you're spot on when it it came to your your access and the uh, the the money investment in, in side of things. I, uh, when you use the term investment and 
you heard it at the top of our open. It's not uh, an investment. What? the Giving the NIL is not an investment. Okay, I, you're going to have to explain well, that. What, what's the definition of an investment? When you buy a car, is that an investment? I think so, right? No, an investment is something you put money into with the expectation of there being a return or an appreciation in value. Well, car, I, like when you buy a car, is your car worth more today or is was it worth more when you bought it? No, but the return on it is being able to go places, mm -hmm. being able to... That's an expense. That's that's just the, the cost of doing business. When you give money to NIL, you're giving it because you have the enjoyment of access. You have the enjoyment of helping, being a part of helping your team win. Those, those are your returns. But I, I, I pull up short of calling it an investment. I would say that you can't win in today's college climate without NIL. Oh, I so totally the, agree with that. And the investment is helping your team win said games because without it, Arkansas is for naught. So that's the that's you. You're only looking at it from a monetary lens. Probably, probably. I'm looking at Definitely. it from. And you mentioned the car. Like I invested in my Toyota Camry. No, is it four you and a half? Money on your Toyota Camry. Okay but it was an investment. Like I'm putting, I put 11,000. No, it was an expense. But you're investing in this car to see a return in the future that you no. don't have to buy a car for several years down no, the road. The, the, word, right? the word you need to use is necessity. Transportation's a necessity. NIL in today's college world is a necessity. There's a difference in a necessity and an investment. This is a necessity now in today's game. You cannot compete. Could you do this job? In the market we live in, now, if you lived in New York City, yeah, you could take public transportation, you could jump on the mm -hmm. subway, you wouldn't have to have a car. It's not a necessity if you live in New York or a big metropolitan area. Could you do this job, go to games, if you didn't have a car, all you had was a bike, bicycle? Could Uber. Well, they'd get expensive in a hurry. Yeah. You know, it's a necessity. Necessity is the word because NIL and, and being able to compete is a necessity now in today's college game. It's not an investment. It's a necessity. Still trying to wrap my mind around that. An investment something that goes up in value, that, that, that appreciates. Your home is an investment. A car is an expense or a necessity, I would call it. Just like NIL. There's no appreciation. There's no return on your investment. You... It's a necessity to operate in today's game. That, that's the unfortunate side of where we're, where, where we're at in the business model. Hawk Holler says, have you read that book, Tommy? Rich Dad, Poor Dad? He Only know the Poor the, Dad. I'm, I'm him. You're, the, <laughs> you're on the, uh, the McCarty Dino Hotline. Evidently, that is a, uh, a book I need to read at this point. There's a lot of books I need to read. So is it... If you just look at the pictures, don't you? Yeah, I told Clay that about Hogs Illustrated. Growing up as a kid, he wasn't a big fan of that effect that I didn't. Well, read the, his... the pictures are what made the magazine. Yeah, <laughs> I hope he's listening. It's true, uh, they had great photos. So, if you're, do you invest? If you're Eric Musselman, let's just keep using that word. That's our buzzword this morning. Yeah. Do you invest more time trying to get Devo Davis back on the team, or no. do you sever? I, I don't see. Here's the thing: we don't really know what's going on in that relationship. We are assuming things. We're guessing. I don't know. I don't know what it's like between Muss and Devo. We only know from the outside world what's really going on. We only know what's. We're not in those those private conversations. We're not in the practices. We're not in the. We're not trying to meet the demands of a, of a demanding head coach. So I don't know how is that relationship strained? Is there stuff in Devo's life? I mean, we're assuming some stuff that we think we're right on, but should, should Musk go and, as you say, invest time trying to draw him back into the program? I don't think you can could risk having a player leave your program for a third time in his career. Now, you can call what happened last year coming out, out of Maui whatever you want. He stepped away. When you have to issue a release about a player's absence, yeah. that's not a good look. And you can't risk as a head coach having to do that a third time, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe you've said something before to me about like when you actually love someone like a woman, they drive you. There's no one on earth that drives you the craziest and puts you like, to your limits more than the love of a good woman, right? Believe you. Well, I would say your children. No, that your greatest, your greatest uh, heartaches and your greatest joys 
or your children. Okay. So on that, okay, we'll, we'll shift to the children then. On that note, there probably, are probably fit this conversation. Better. There are some parallels with coaching and children. I and mean, we, we heard Moss call Debo a son to a certain point. Your own children drive you up the wall crazy all, more than almost anything, right? Mm-hmm. Is that is that mm-hmm. fair to me to say? So sometimes you deal with something um, because you see the value or potential or it's just the love of person. I mean, they've been attached to the hip, basically. I know Musk had a year before he got there, but if you remember correctly, Devo was initially committed to Oklahoma State, decommitted, and then signed with Arkansas. Him, Jalen, KK, and Moses all came in together. Moses, his family, a big part of that. But this has been a huge part of the success. Devo's, again, one of the few four-year players left in the SEC in college basketball that have stayed with the program all these years. Again, what you said is valid where we don't know every backstory, every, but I would think the, without knowing every bit of detail, I would think there's still some value in still trying to get him back are on you, the roster. Are you suggesting that Musk should go on bended knee and beg him back? What are you what are you suggesting? No, I'm suggesting that there's still again and we don't even know if a conversation has been had to this point, but I would I would suggest that there still should be try to pursue that said conversation if you can. And I don't, well, I mean I you know perhaps I mean it, to me it's just hard until you know what's going on. Yeah. And what the details are then I don't know how you I don't know how you come to any conclusion uh, you know, of that nature. I, I wouldn't even know how to answer that question without a whole lot more mm-hmm. facts. And we're not going, I mean, Mustn't going to tell you how strained or, or, or maybe it's not strained at all. I'm going to presume, I'm going to guess there's some tension between the two. Yeah. I mean, and I think I'm on pretty solid footing guessing that. So it's, but I'm guessing. It's Tuesday morning at 6.45 and... I didn't think as of Saturday there was a conversation between the two, and I actually saw Christina Long put this out, that he was at a Fayetteville Elementary School as of Friday. So he was in Northwest Arkansas as of Friday. Do you think a couple days later they've had talks since then, or do you still think that there have been no conversation? I mean, I don't know. I mean, um, I would guess that, you know, today what's a talk? Is that a text conversation? Is that face-to-face? Is that a phone call? Uh, I would guess that somebody on that staff may not be Muss. My guess is it probably wouldn't be that there's been at least a text exchange. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know. I'm so, guessing. I want to go back to, if you remember the Lane Kiffin thing, and I, remember, I think it was a defensive tackle that cited mental health, and Lane Kiffin tried to get a hold of him, talk to him, um, set up meetings and whatnot, and the young man just refused to, and then uh, he finally got him on the phone and ended up kicking him off the team. There is a a side of, oh, Eric Musselman can do all he can do trying to communicate. If Devo is unwilling to communicate, then that's on him regardless of what he's going through. Is that too harsh for me to come from that vantage point of perspective of, hey, if your head coach, your assistants, GAs, and everyone's trying to reach out to you and you just refuse, and again, this is this is purely sp- Listen, speculation on my part. If, but, think about it from our terms. If Big C just decided the no-show one day, he just didn't come into work, we didn't know where we didn't know where he was at, but hey, minutes before the show, we had to put out a tweet that says, "Big C has stepped away from the morning rush." <laughs> All right, I'm sure. But but he comes in and says, "Hey, I, my mind wasn't right. You know, my dog wasn't doing well. My wife was on my hind end about something." I, I, hey. We're, we're all good. And we let him back in. And all right, big, big C's back. And now, hey, we're just going business as usual. Then three months later, Big C don't show up again. And he's mad because, you know, Ty keeps drinking his Coca-Cola's out of the fridge. And Ty's <laughs> sloughing all of his work off so he can go to another wedding. And, you know, Big mm-hmm. C's just had enough. And he no-shows again. You know, and he, and he storms out. He cleans out his desk. And we don't know if he's going to be back. Are we, are we going to let Big C come back in here again for a third time and say, all right, well, my head's straight now. Are we going to do that? Or are we going to find somebody else we can trust? I think that's a fair. Because, because why? We have an obligation to everyone else we work with. That's true. Mm-hmm. To take care of them. So at some point, Eric Musselman, again, we're, we don't know all the backstory. We don't know any of it. Not that we know none of it. We know nothing as far as other than what's been publicly said. But at some point, the obligation has to be to the people that have at least at least a foot in the circle. Yeah. 
and and some of them two feet in the circle. Eric Musselman has an obligation to the rest of the players on that team, yep. his staff, the administration, everyone that has a stake in this. That's a good point. His, it's not all his, about his job Devo. is not to go woo back Devo Davis. I mean that 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 isn't job one. Job one right now is by God, you better beat Missouri because this is the battle of two cellar dwellers in this league. And I'm going to tell you right now, based on what I saw with Missouri on Saturday and the way the way they played South Carolina close and the way they, if you just look at the scores, I think Missouri's the better team. I think Arkansas's got their hands full against the Tigers this week. And this is a game that I think you can't lose. Those Tigers. It's Tigers week. Well, yeah, yeah you play LSU, but... but it, there's going to be a big difference in losing to LSU and Missouri. Yeah. You be, you better go beat Missouri. That That's the only thing you should be focused on. couple texts in here on the McClarty Dinner Hotline. Trevor from Rogers says, does Devo NIL income pause while he's away? Don't know the answer to that, Trevor. Brad and Fayville say he's a diva, and you have to walk away from them. He's not even playing no. defense. Uh, Tyler saying... Well, we only got room for one diva around here. Yeah. I, mean, I can't play a diva. If Big C turns into a diva, I can't deal with both of you. Yeah, yeah. One of you's got to go. Tyler from Mountain View saying you can't continue him to suit him up. It's bad for the team. Um, and... What message yeah. would it send to the rest of the team? And that's So a, if I brought Big C back for a third time after he's walked out, left us high and dry, I mean, what, what message am I sending if I allowed that to happen? What message would I be sending to everyone else in the organization. It's going to keep happening. If some, there weren't wildly known, extenuating circumstances that that everybody understood. You should, Big C, you should test it. You should <laughs> test it a few times and see what happens. Don't listen to Ty, Big um, C. I've seen s- something similar play out. Well, I mean, you can't, but, but, but it, if you allowed that within your own organization, what would that, what what would your respect level and what would your perception of of leadership be? That you'll just accept. I think you're making a lot of good points. Jacob and Mansfield offering the idea of him. can you suspend him and then allow him back? No. So you're. I, but here again, you're asking me all these things, and they, we don't know why he left. Has he? Is he gone from the team? I mean, all of this is guesswork because mm-hmm. we don't know the root of all of this. I'm just saying we know they had to release a statement last year in November that he had stepped away, and again. And if I'm the leader, if I'm the head coach, like I am at this business, at this at this group of radio stations and digital marketing firm here, I'm not I'm not sending them because I'm not really worried what the outside world thinks. I'm worried about what the rest of the team thinks because now you'd have a teammate you can't rely on. Tyler and Eldorado said, "Why would you run off Big C when Ty's stealing his coat <laughs> and going all the, the the weddings at this point? Are you still you've you've got your uh, Stanley there? Are you are do you put Coke Zero in that or is that water? That's iced tea. Iced tea. Ice tea. You're not drinking cokes anymore, Christian. At one point, you were drinking like two cokes a day. You're not drinking those anymore. <sighs> yeah, you get off of them. It just depends. I I don't strictly just have to drink cokes, but if there's a coke." I usually do. It's there. Yeah. There's a, I was telling you this the other day, Tommy, our, my roommate has now, he's getting 35 packs of Coke Zeros like every yeah. two weeks. That's what Yo, he's, he sounds like Sam. That's a Sam's mission right that is, there. That is a, a, a yeah, Sam's we, mission. Yeah, I wish they had a punch card or something. I get the 11th one free or something. No. All right. Let's talk to Alan and Alan real quick. Alan, you got about a minute, man. You had some thoughts on uh, return on investment this morning. Yeah, I think you, I think you uh, need to go back to uh, Fayetteville up there and take a few investment classes. Tommy's right about that. You know, <laughs> your automobile is not an investment. <laughs> Land, a house, something that you're going to, when you invest, you want to make money in the long run, not lose money. And like Tommy said, once you drive that car off the lot, you lost money right then and there. Yeah, but you got to have it. It's a necessity. It's got to run. But now if you've got a house and a land, or let's say 10 acres of land or something over time, that's going to go up in value because they ain't making no more land. Yeah. Well, Alan, Ty's got a lot to learn. Yeah, it's a it's a miracle I got out of Fayetteville with the degree. Alan, if we're being uh, perfectly honest this so, morning. Alan, should he, what should Musk do here? He shouldn't bring you back. You're right about that because, you know, um, it's a, it makes it look bad on the other teammate. Makes him look bad. And, you know, Coach Muss is investing his time in coaching these players, and by now he's losing. But eventually they'll turn it around and get it going again. It may be next year when they know these guys on the team again, and he comes with a whole new bunch. But that's how he invests is 
his time investing the co- in all the other coaches, the coaches guys. Alan, we appreciate the the call this morning. We got Jimmy and Conway. We'll get to as we start our number two on here on the McCarty Daniel Hotline on the Morning Rush. Plenty of calls, plenty of text on this. It is harder to come to a conclusion on this matter without every piece of knowledge. But I think a lot of what Tommy says this morning, when you look at the the rest of the basketball team, and again, we don't know the any inner workings of everything personally that's going on with Devonte Davis, but. Uh, just from the outside looking in, it is a lot more difficult to potentially let him on the team in this type of situation. But again, perfectly honest, perfectly blunt. We don't know everything that's going on, so really hard to come to a matter of fact. This is the way it is conclusion. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas is the perfect destination for your next getaway. Join them for a romantic Valentine's Day getaway with a special dinner or romance package. Or if you're coming to town for live racing, they've got room for you every weekend, including Martin Luther King Day weekend and President's Day weekend. Experience all the luxury and hospitality of a Grand Southern Hotel. The accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more details. That's ArlingtonHotel.com. Call or text the McClarty Daniel hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. So before we get to our Pradco Pyramid of Power, Bruce, um, I know we don't have the full details of Devontae Davis, but uh, the news tent was released about 10 minutes before the game on Saturday. Uh, have you come to any sort of thoughts on what's kind of happened and transpired the last half a week or so? No, I mean, I can remember back when I was sports editor at Southwest Times, you know, we had like the dorm incident. We had things where Razorbacks under Nolan would get suspended and miss games. And, you know, it, it all comes out in time. Uh, you know, we want to know things immediately as journalists and fans, but sometimes you just have to wait for things to play out. You know, I don't think we had radio shows like this in the late 80s early 90s at least as good as y'all's so it's uh it's a different day where we want to know things immediately but if not sooner yeah (laughs) but you know everybody just needs to relax quoting quoting your favorite quarterback aaron Rodgers, just relax a little bit it'll it'll be fine generally those that rush to have the information first are generally wrong you know anything we've read i i I would take with heavy doses of salt and sodium right now because i don't know that I don't think we're anywhere near the, uh, you know, the full truth of what's going on, and it may never get to that. Point. Uh, I after we did not really get to any sort of um, ending to last year, what actually transpired and happened. I would guess that something similar is going to play out this year that we might not find out till several years down the road. Now I could be wrong, but that's just that's kind of how I think this plays out. Oh. 
Well, we'll have to wait and see again. That's the big news we've been discussing this morning. We've got plenty of responses. But for now, we're going to get into, as Tommy said earlier, the toughest to this date, Pradco Pyramid of Power. Who are the best basketball teams in the SEC? SEC! Let's find out. Perhaps I could be of some assistance. This is the Pradco Pyramid of Power. Are you gonna Are you gonna walk out, Bruce, if Tennessee's not on top of this list? No, they're on okay. top of mine. Okay. I'm not worried about that's it. the one that matters. That's the one that matters. <laughs> okay. Well, this was the hardest one because you got one six and one team, a bunch of five and two teams, one five and one team with Tennessee, and I don't know if it's a topsy turvy Saturday in the SEC, but I just think there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of parity near the top. And generally, parity happens from like three, four, five, six, seven, eight in your standings. I think you've got a lot of parity one through four, one through five at this point. It's just called conference basketball. Yeah. I mean, look at Purdue. Look, look at everything. UConn. It doesn't matter. When you play road games in your conference, you're going to lose some games. But trying to look at these teams and separate one through six, I, I you know, that's you could easy. come up with a lot of you could come up with a lot of different orders and make a good case. So we'll, let's start at the top. I, I think Tennessee, after what happened with Auburn losing twice last week, uh, Kentucky losing uh, their midweek game. I got Tennessee at number one. They were off midweek, had the advantage of that, then played Vanderbilt, beat them seventy-five to sixty-two. Tennessee on top of the highest-ranked team in the SEC. That doesn't really matter much to me. But uh, at fifteen and four and five and one in the league. I got Tennessee at the top of the Pradco Pyramid of Power. Well, when you're ranked number five, it matters. When you're not ranked, yeah. it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, in my evaluation here of, of this, I don't I don't. Well, Don Connect, and I didn't believe this stat. I actually fact-checked it, but he's the first SEC player since the 09-010 season to score twenty at least 25 straight points, 25 points in five straight games. He's averaging 32 points in his last five games, so he's on a tear. Uh, you know, we're going to find out what Tennessee's made of this week. They host South Carolina, and mm-hmm. Arkansas fans saw how good South Carolina is. And then it's Rupp Arena. I'm going to be there Saturday, and uh, I'll be that little speck of orange and all that <laughs> blue. So. I do love how when we did see each other in Tulsa, most of the arena is either in Razorback red or the, the Sooner type of red, and then I see you, just the only guy with orange. <laughs> in the arena. I was like, oh, there's Bruce. All right, so here's where – I mean, I thought Tennessee at the top was – probably the easiest of this. Auburn loses twice. Kentucky loses midweek, but Kentucky beats Arkansas on Saturday. I've got Kentucky number two right now. Uh, but th- to me, this was a hard hard separation, particularly when we hadn't gotten to Bama, South Carolina, and Ole Miss yet. Well, even though Alabama got blown out by 20 at Tennessee, they did beat Auburn, run Bruce Pearl's undefeated start, and then they beat LSU. Two home games, but Mark Sears... He's he's a dog. He's averaging twenty a game, and he, he's legit. Uh, they're number two in my opinion. You got Alabama too. I got Alabama. Okay. SEC Player of the Week, uh, and he's not. What's crazy about him? He's not that. He's like six he's six feet, tall. six one. Yeah. But around the rim, he's got like vintage post moves that you see. He's very good at those up and unders and stuff. You can't guard him, and he's he's stout. He's yeah. physical too. Yeah. All right, despite the fact that Auburn lost twice, I've got Auburn number three. You know, if you're looking at this and who you think will go the furthest in maybe the NCAA tournament, I I still trust Auburn. I know it was a bad week. Starkville's a tough place to go win, uh, and they lose at Mississippi State after, you know, losing in a a rivalry game uh, earlier in the week. Uh, Tough week for Auburn, but I think Auburn's still a high-quality team. I got them at number three. Well, I mean, just based on the way South Carolina's been playing lately, and I know they're playing some home games, but uh, they're 17-3, and 5-2, blew out Kentucky, mm-hmm. uh, blew out Arkansas. They uh, had a home win against Missouri. It was a tough game. South Carolina's got a tougher road this week, road trips to Tennessee and Georgia, but I had them number three. All right, so uh, I've got Alabama at number four, and you can make a case that Alabama should be number two, just like you said. I mean, you could really put these in a hat almost, and – draw out some of these teams, but Alabama after beating LSU, I, Alabama's offense, 109 points against LSU, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be tough out. That that Alabama Kentucky game could be, uh, you know, that could be a hundred, that could be one of the old school Arkansas Kentucky games, 105, 104, something like that when they uh, get together. Bama's got Georgia on Wednesday night at 530. I've got South Carolina at five, but, um, you know, they're certainly worthy of higher consideration. 17 wins already this year. I believe that's the most in them and Ole Miss have the most wins uh, on the on the season. 
uh, at five and two in the league. I got South Carolina at five, and then I got Ole Miss at six. I think we probably have the same teams, just a different order. Yeah, I got Kentucky at four. Just their offense was subpar at South Carolina, at Arkansas. I mean, they're road games, but they were almost 30 points below their average for the they're week. so big on the front line now. You know? uh, I had Auburn, uh, number five, two losses, you know, stopped the Bruce Pearl train. And then Ole Miss. Uh, obviously, you saw them against Arkansas. Winning at Texas A&M was a big win for them. That that's a tough place to play. So, like you said, they're seventeen and three, four and three. Uh, they close out my top six. So we just differ two, three, four, and five, but have the same teams in there. Yeah. I've got Tennessee, Kentucky, Auburn, Bama, South Carolina, Ole Miss. You got Tennessee, Alabama. South Carolina, Kentucky, Auburn, Ole Miss. All right, so that's the uh, the top six order. All right, where do we got it right? Where do we got it wrong, Ty? The only thing, Tommy, I would switch on yours is Bama for Auburn just with that yeah. head-to-head. And I know Auburn had two tough road games this past week, but that would be the only thing. Tennessee's top dog. Kentucky, as good as they are offensively, I'm excited for that game on Saturday. I think that's going to be a fantastic game. Uh, you can't put um, – Auburn behind Ole Miss because Auburn throttled them not last weekend but the weekend before I think so yeah they're really the only thing I would change was put Bama above Auburn at this point but I like I I think Alabama may end up being the best team in this league when it's all said and done I I I am very impressed though with what Lamont Paris has done in Columbia after Mm -hmm. a disastrous season last year I think that was more about getting CG Jackson to the league more than anything and then Ole Miss and your one or beard that win that you mentioned, Bruce, on the road in College Station against Wade Taylor and uh, Coleman and those guys at Texas A&M. I mean, that's not easy. I don't expect Arkansas to win that game later this year. Alan Flanagan from Little Rock transferred from Auburn, averaging 15.6 a game, and he's he's playing ball this year. He is uh, he is that lefty. He's got that mid-range game that people like, and he can pull up on you at this point. He's been a lot around the league, it seems like, a decade, and he just <laughs> he just is always there just in a different uniform this year. What's going on with A&M? They're getting beat. They're losing home games. I mean, it's uh, – I think they got a great uh, guard and Wade Taylor. Uh, you know, Coleman can ball. But, you know, maybe, maybe they're – maybe we underestimated them the last mm-hmm. two years. Maybe we overestimated them this year. They just, that was a big win for Ole Miss to go to College Station and get that win. Big win. And big they, win for Ole Miss. They just don't – Tommy, what was the – do you have the final score, that final tally? 71-68. Yeah, they just don't have a lot of offense outside. I mean, look at what happened in Fayetteville, yeah. for example. I mean, Taylor had to jack the ball, what, 30-something times to get – but that 40. last shot he hit was unbelievable. Yeah, and he he's an incredible player. But like, I I like Boots Ratford, but uh, they just don't. Outside of Coleman and Taylor, there's not guys that you're going to expect ten to twenty any given night. And so they're having to basically get a lot of their points off offense and rebounds and whatnot when they're and. I think that, that that's the difficulty for Buzz Williams. If, if Taylor's not on or if he's the only guy that's on, then they're in trouble most nights. Yeah, unless they get on a run, they're not going to the NCAA tournament. And they have the tendency, like Arkansas, to start slow and non-conference and conference play and then go on those said runs like you're talking about. I think it was last year, two years ago, where they uh, felt like they should have been in the NCAA tournament and were left out because they got to the SEC championship game. But... Uh, yeah, I don't I don't mind Texas A&M struggling, let me tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. No issue with that. Uh, Florida and Georgia both playing well. Florida beat Georgia in overtime. That was a great basketball game. They get Kentucky tomorrow night uh, at 7 o'clock. Georgia uh, gets Bama on Wednesday at 5.30. So uh, those are, I, I think, for me, that those are the next two teams outside of my top six. I had Mississippi State. Just you know, I got them the next one. There yeah, I got them at 7. Florida and Georgia next. Then A and M, LSU, Arkansas, and then they get Ole Miss uh, tonight at seven thirty. Mississippi State does. That'll be that'll be interesting. That'll be so, a good game. I, despite the record, I, I got Missouri moving ahead of Arkansas near the bottom. Not that the bottom's where we were focusing, but the way they played, the 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 uh, the margins of their losses, I, I think Arkansas is going to have a hard time going to Missouri and winning. I'm just not spending a lot of brain matter on I'm not 12 either. and 13 or 14. <laughs> well, that, that's just, well, if your team was down there, you might a little Alphabetical bit. order, whether or not. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. 
Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Well, under Eric Musselman, we've been accustomed to Arkansas basketball playing fast, but that might not be the best thing that this team does. And listening to Muss on courtside with Eric Musselman might see a little more slower tempo with this team. Probably moving forward. We're going to have to slow the tempo down at times and control tempo and control half-court sets. The amazing thing is that was one of our most fast break points mm-hmm. against Kentucky, and we played a much more deliberate game. So we were way more effective even though we were playing slower. So I looked it up this morning. Every year since Eric Musselman has been at Arkansas, they They've been inside the top 50 in pace of play. Uh, This year, they are not uh, that at all. And that's part of, and that's with the ideology of trying to push the tempo at at points this year for a good chunk of it, even though he's been displeased in that area. Tommy, I, I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow night we saw a slower, methodical Arkansas offense, kind of like we saw points of the Kentucky game, which to a certain extent I think hurt him in situations, but other times it helped him, as evidenced by Kentucky having their second lowest total of the season. Can Mitchell come in, I mean, and build on what he had? I thought Makai Mitchell had, Chuck said maybe his best game ever as a Razorback. He's seen them all, uh, but I thought he was a difference maker against Kentucky. If you can build on that and he can become more consistent, it gives you some front line and some rebounding you, you haven't had consistently particularly with Brazil, and who knows what, if and when he's going to return, you need a player like Mitchell to step up and get your rebounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, switching things up to, to baseball, uh, Arkansas baseball had their final scrimmage yesterday. Uh, one of the guys you're excited to see back in a Razorback uniform is Peyton Stovall. Uh, here's Peyton talking with Hogbeat yesterday about this upcoming season, just being able to return and coming back. Just continue to try to get back and seeing as much live pitching as I can before the season starts, and that's a big thing for me, still trying to get that you know, comfortable feeling back in the box, and you know, it's going to take some time, but man, it's, it's been awesome, and I'm just super grateful to be able to be back out here. So I know there's a lot of new faces on this baseball team, and uh, I know people are just trying to, to get acclimated and, and figure out who guys are. He's going to be in the infield like he's been the last few years, and then there's other guys that you'll have to figure out starting in February at this point. It's crazy that baseball season is almost upon us. I thought Chuck made a good point yesterday. It's like when they get back in January, it's it's pretty much like, let's go, because the season's just around the corner uh, at that point. They do have the indoor, but there's only so much you can can do in there. I mean, you can pitch, you can, you can work on infield and stuff, but um, you know, it, it is an indoor facility that, you know, it's not, not a full field, um, but you don't have, you haven't had good weather, and I think the, the the greater point that was made yesterday is, hey, most of your preseason work is done in the fall, you know, and the the, the fall World Series and all that that work they they put in there is it's probably more critical to to getting ready for the season than what happens, you know, over the last week and the next week or two. That's going to do it for your hog update this morning. It is brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call eight eight eight. I've been itching to tell this story all morning. I was impressed with you and Bruce's knowledge of where Sharp County was because I had no idea. It's like Evening Shade, Wilford, Highland, Sydney, and Ash Flat type of area, right? Mm-hmm. And that, and I had again, I had to look that up. I'm not going to tell you that I knew that off the top of my head. But listen to this story from Fox News: Arkansas squatters stake claim on land say it belongs to them since they are part of an exclusive group called the Moorish national republic which apparently this group refuses to obey u.s laws uh the police said that they provided law enforcement with false legal documents claiming the ground was sovereign property sovereign property and then they could not be forced to leave basically what they did tommy is they got in their rv got on someone else's property built a permanent structure dug a septic line installed solar panels and then began storing amounts of water 
and just squatted as of last August. And they got eviction notices and various other things, and they just refused to leave their setup at this point. So imagine if someone's someone, land, they were set up on someone's land. Yes. How do they dig a septic tank? I, I guess if you have enough land, you don't see every every piece. Of, I mean, when it's hundreds of acres, yeah. you, you know, you could find a corner there that no one's looking yeah, at. Yeah, think about if, if someone tried to do that on the Yellowstone, if John Dunn saw someone trying to squat. Well, well, I'm sure they didn't have a permit for that septic tank. I'm sure they didn't get a perk test done. So uh, and you, uh, I would imagine the state might have something to say about that. The a, was the AEDQ. Uh, that that that's your department, not mine. But just yeah. imagine if someone in your backyard, and it's a little different because you can see out your backyard every day. But imagine just an RV pulled in through your fence in your backyard, and then just parked, and then started Listen, doing all these things at this point. You know, and they said that this land they're squatting, this is rightfully theirs. Well, I would say I would you know in most I think in most Arkansas households you would remind them quickly that my property is insured by uh, the firm of Smith and Wesson. So uh, that would probably, in most cases, if uh, that happened, that would drive you right out, is uh, the old Smith and Wesson insurance policy. Yeah, well, I don't know. The It didn't really elaborate on the owners of this property, Tommy, or what they did, but the police, again, the Sharp County Sheriff had to get involved, and uh, this has happened since August of 2023. Uh, they, they had some other... But this has went on for six months, basically? Sounds like it. And they had some other uh, <laughs> fraud stuff. The, 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 apparently the FBI and Sound some like other people. Sound like upstanding people. Yeah. But again, sharp. Texas or Texas A&M fans? Uh, A&M fans. We're guessing? Right, I, I'm going to say A&M fans at All this right. point. But that is uh, what's going on for Sounds like some LSU fans. I know, I know people listening right now want to know what's going on in Sharp County, Arkansas. And now you know. There's squatters that have been uh, kicked off someone else's property for trying to declare that it's... I'm telling you, that, that is... Uh, Great people up there, but uh, I, I can't imagine that uh, that probably wasn't met with some uh, with some strong. Re- I'm, I'm I'm surprised. I'm gonna tell you, local justice just taking justice into your own hands. I'm surprised didn't uh, prevail there. More than like yeah. this is a text from Ben and Little Rock. More than likely, it's land owned by someone who didn't live in Arkansas and only yeah. occasionally visit the land. At which time they were found. That's yeah. For someone that yeah. again has land and it's not there that often, then that would be something that would make sense from that perspective. Yeah, well, again, old Smith and Wesson is usually how you get people <laughs> out of work. Oh, the sheriff won't get it done in six months. Uh, I know, I know some old boys that can, can can get it done for you. So, sounds like a good way to end up uh, on the wrong side of a bulldozer blade or, or tractor, uh, you know, tractor front end loader. Hog, or something. Speaking of bu- bulldozer, hog caller suggesting you take the bulldozer to the camper. So absolutely. if you have the bulldozer on the property, you just uh, absolutely run it over at that point. So, Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. All right, we got a few calls and texts still to get to on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Tom Murphy joins us momentarily, but for now, it's time for our Lindsay and Associates Pro Hog Update. This is the Lindsay and Associates Pro Hog Update. Intercepted! Drew Sanders is everywhere! Whether you're listing, selling, or leasing, Lindsay and Associates can handle all your real estate needs. Go to lindsay.com to search all the current real estate inventory. At Lindsay and Associates, we bring great neighbors together. Pond and getting into the end zone. Hunter Henry for the touchdown. All right, you had some Razorbacks on display in the NFC Championship game. Also, some basketball guys that stood out the last couple days. Christian, what you got for us this morning, buddy? Yeah, we had some Hogs playing under the bright lights in the NFC Championship on Sunday. Frank Ragnow 
Dan Skipper in the Lions blew a 24-7 lead to Dre Greenlaw and Brandon Allen's 49ers on Sunday. San Francisco scored 27 unanswered points in the second half before the Lions would even score again. The Lions tried an onside kick with about a minute to go, but was unsuccessful. They lost 34 to 31. Yeah, you had a good running attack, rushing attack for Detroit in the first half, which right now, if you watch those plays, was a big part of getting Jameer Gibbs and uh, those guys in open space. Had a great block on Jameson Williams' opening touchdown, but just not the same impact overall in the second half for that entire offensive line. In the NBA, we had eight pro hogs play last night. Wow. They combined for 80 points. Top Some of the top performers, Anthony well, well, Black. I believe that's 10 apiece. <laughs> yeah, right. Anthony Black, he had a 20-point game, shot 4-4 four four from three. Daniel Gafford, 16 points, 13 rebounds. And Patrick Beverly had 14 points and five assists. A.B. playing uh, near his hometown last night in uh, Dallas, Texas, against the Dallas Mavericks. He's been awesome for the Orlando Magic. I know that was a, probably an emotional moment, an emotional game for him. And uh, they really like him in Orlando. They love Bobby Portis from Milwaukee. And A.B. is becoming a fan favorite for the Orlando Magic. Yeah, he gave my Mavericks all they wanted last night. They were able to squeak out a two-point win, though, over the Magic. Now, nobody else scored in double digits, but Ricky Council, he had a nice dunk for the 76ers against Portland last night. He had eight points. Patrick Beverly got him one as well, but he's really not known for his dunking ability quite like Council is. I always pay attention to how teammates react on a si- on the sidelines with young players. And if you watch the Philadelphia 76ers, anytime Ricky makes a play, they are overly enthusiastic. So he seems to be fitting in well with that franchise. And hopefully he gets more run moving forward with Philly. He's got the athleticism. He's got the height and length at 6'6". And hopefully he continues to have success early on in his NBA career at this point. All right, that is our Lindsay and Associates Pro Hog Update, brought to you by Lindsay and Associates. Lindsay and Associates celebrating their 50th year in the real estate business. They're the leading real estate company in Northwest Arkansas. Whether you're listing, selling, or leasing, Lindsay and Associates can handle all of your real estate needs. They have over 200 professionally trained agents, three convenient locations. They're in Fayetteville, Rogers, and in Bentonville. So that makes Lindsay and Associates the winning choice. Go to lindsay.com to search all the current real estate inventory. At Lindsay and Associates, we bring great neighbors together. Ryan's in Hot Springs this morning on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. He's got some thoughts on squatters. Ryan, welcome into the program. <laughs> I mean, that's just purity communism. I mean, you're basically just going there stealing somebody's land. And, and the crazy part to me is, is and I, I get why y'all are making the jokes y'all are making, is, you know, if you legally try to have these guys removed, and it's even more, my understanding is even worse if you do not have a, a dwelling there, too, because of... Uh, air quote squatters right to me that that is that is insane isn't there there's they a have rights there's a certain, yeah. a certain rights. number of years hold on what rights squatters <laughs> so let's look at it. it's a legal <laughs> you know see. legal mumbo mumbo jumbo but i'm just telling you it's it, it's awful it, it's the worst kind of infestation i'm just telling you there's places in this state i wouldn't dare try something like this okay this is on uh I don't know if doorloop.com is a credible website, but uh, <laughs> squatters can stay on a property without committing a crime until issued with the notice to quit. Uh, they have the right to dispute any eviction attempt. Uh, adverse possession claims to gain legal, legal ownership are permitted after seven or 15 years, depending on the circumstances. In order to gain the, claim, the right to claim adverse possession, squatters must pay property taxes as well as follow the five golden rules of squatting in the USA. <laughs> um, so whenever I bought my house, the, uh, there was a lady that was buying it for the people that I was trading it in on, and uh, she was actually uh, was supposed to buy the house that I was uh, trading in on to to put on some property somewhere outside of Hot Springs to actually uh, start the removal process of squatters. And to do so, she had to have a dwelling on that property. It's just crazy. That's crazy. All right, Ryan, thanks so for the if call. You basically, if you stay at a certain place, a property, without getting evicted and you're there for in certain cases seven plus years that property like common law marriage or something i remember learning about this in high school or college and i still at that point thought it was a myth i thought it was a joke 
And evidently, according to Ryan and some of the yeah. stuff I'm reading, it is uh, very much not that. All right, real quick, Dixie Lynn's in hot springs before we get to Tom. Dixie Lynn, do you have thoughts on squatters, or what are your thoughts this morning? Squatters, right. Yeah, they ain't got no right to come on my land. And I tell you what, I own some rental properties, and I keep the water in my name. And you can squat, but you ain't going to have no water, because I'll go down there and turn it off, and I'll tell the water company I'll turn it back on. But I want y'all to know I am Team Devo all the way. I don't know what's going on, but I'm, I think, well, we all know what's wrong with the team. I think he's like to play potential and not play producers. And it's time to play the producers and then big men need to step up since he ain't going to go out and recruit a big center, you know. Because I got spoiled watching Corliss Williamson and the big O and, you know, Joe Klein and all them. I guess I expect too much out of them, you know. Yeah, that was only 30 years ago. Yeah, that, that was yeah. only. Th- <laughs> yeah, well, I'm old. I'm older than dirt. I'm an original granny of the SEC. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> Joe Klein was my childhood hero, so I. I I understand what you're saying. That's only the th- probably the three top big men over Ever. the course of Arkansas basketball history. Well, you just big O probably was and, and was Corliss really the? I know he played big, bigger than his friend, but did he, you know, Big O and and uh, Joe Klein are uh, were true five. That's what and people Corliss wasn't a true five. He played like a five, but he was, wasn't a five. Because wasn't Corliss like six 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 seven? Mm. I think he was. I think that was all he was. Yeah. If I remember, I, I don't if know what he's listed at, but yeah. Uh, by the way, my, my lawyer friend said adverse possession takes 10, 10 years. So, good luck with that. <laughs> We're learning. Uh, yeah. But like you said, I would not if I was a someone contemplating that. I would not. Uh, I would not. There's certain it. places in Arkansas I wouldn't try that. Yeah. So, so would you say Newton? Now is Newton County? That's, that's what Harrison Mar- Marshall. South of South of Harrison. Okay. Here Marshall. Right. Going well, that way. Now They're towards Searcy County. Now I know not to try Jasper. Okay. Thank Jasper. Uh, Would you want to go outside of Jasper and try some of this? Uh-uh. It never even entered my Cersei mind. Cersei County, Newton County, just telling you, that they, you're, you they, they'd mail your remains back to your family in a box. That'd be the end of it. Uh, Jody and Harrison texted in. He said to deal with this personally, apparently. They have more rights than you think. Uh, Mike and Van Buren, as far as the squatters have sex, septic tanks and they're on at least 10 acres, it might be hard. And then you made made a good point earlier. It's like if it's land that you don't live on and that you're not checking every day or every week or whatever, Absentee owners, it, it yeah. might be, it's probably easier to do that. Yeah. We're probably giving people a heads up that they're, <laughs> they're interested. Well, you need a caretaker. Uh, so. Sounds like it. All right, let's talk to our friend Tom Murphy now on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Tom, I'm assuming you've never had to deal with squatters at any point of living in your residence in Fayetteville, have you? Uh, I have not, and you uh, you assume correctly there, and I also have no idea what I got parachuted into, so I'm going to try to be flexible here. All right, be as malleable as possible. Let's get into your wheelhouse then, talk Arkansas basketball. I know, again, it's kind of weird. Maybe you played their best defensive game of the season, still lost to a really good Kentucky team. You get Missouri tomorrow night, zero conference wins. Uh, what would you say your biggest takeaway was in Saturday's six-point loss? Yeah, but you have a 10-point lead, and then just the, the turnovers played a big role in. When Kentucky was so cold, when a team shoots one for 16, and you, you have to you have to have a bigger than 10-point lead at that point, and they didn't. And then um, <clears throat> when t- Kentucky shots finally started to fall, um, you know, Arkansas had another little bit of run of, of, of turnovers. To, uh, it just seems like a little bit tentative in their half-court sets. Um, that they put a lot of focus in playing better defense and rebounding, and they've improved in those areas. <clears throat> and now the half-court offense is where, you know, they, they were a little bit more connected than in some recent games, but they've got a ways to go in my opinion. So, Tom, on the subject of turnovers, I know LLS accounted for four or five of them. Do you think Blocker or Minifield get the start tomorrow night, or do you think he continues to roll with the – the veteran point guard in L. Ellis. You know, trying to predict, Bob talks about this on a game-to-game basis, trying to predict the starting five is a futile effort many times. Um, it could be those, and like, so now Minifield is a guy who didn't play at all. Was mm-hmm. he Was he too, his frame too small? Kentucky's big guards were a problem? I don't know. Um, so uh, whatever the combination, um, you know, Blocker has a ways, ways to go. He's a little bit, um, I, I, I love his athleticism and his game, but he's a little bit um, um, erratic with the ball sometimes. And, of course, I guess you could apply that to a lot of their guards. But um, 
I don't know where the minutes will come from at the guard position in this game. It's 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 a game to game basis, right? Yep. Tom Murphy with us on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. What has uh, your investigative skills turned up uh, when it comes to Devo? Is <laughs> has he played his last dribble? Will he be back? What what's the inside story here on uh, Devo Davis? Well, I'm sure you guys have heard many things like I have, and, and I will I will tell you this. Um, I think Arkansas fans should acknowledge and appreciate the things he's done for the program. I mean, these are iconic moments, the, the win over Kansas, his role in that game, and, you know, the Auburn deal, uh, the home win with the court storming and all that. Um, I will say this. The, the modern game is so different than what, you know, Tommy, your generation, mine a little bit older, Ty's, yours younger. It's 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 different than any of ours. And the way, uh, you know, people communicate, the way, uh, you know, what, what locker room um, intrigue may, may be happening, it's just different. And I think, I think Musk, to his credit, um, I think he understands that he can be tough on people. And I also think he, because of that, he's uh, um, willing to give more leeway. And so you haven't seen any hard, fast, just like it was last year when they came back from Maui, there wasn't any hard, fast decisions. They kind of let, you know, people's, you know, uh, emotions calm down a little bit. And so I, I credit Musk for not drawing, you know, lines in the sand as we know it publicly. And so I, it, it seems like it's trending that he may not be back, and he would not address the, uh, the, the question on whether the door is open for Devo to return. So I really don't know. Um, I, it, it seems like it's trending toward he may not return, but um, stranger things have happened. Yeah. So moving forward, and I won't write off the remaining 11 or 12, I guess 12 games now with uh, with an SEC tournament appearance, but um, do you build for the future? If you're, if you're in Musk's shoes, 10 and 10, 1 and 6 in league play, is your approach to – to build around the guys that you, you would like to have as your foundation for next year? Is it still trying to revive this season that some still believe could, could make a tournament run somehow? What, how are you managing the balance of the games left on the schedule? Yeah, that's a great question. And here's the thing. I think um, when you're at a program, a, a major Division One program like Arkansas, you're always thinking about what the future will hold. Um, now, what does that mean in terms of playing time for certain individuals? Maybe that maybe that applies, but it basically means you're. I still believe though you're you're trying to win each game on a game to game basis. You don't sacrifice a game because you're going to say, "Well, this guy's going to give me more minute, minutes next year." You're trying to win each game on an individual basis, and if it if it means that uh, a Layden Blocker, Joseph Pinion play more or anything like that along the line, well, then so be it. But they're not going to try. They're not going to sacrifice a game to get to that point and. Uh, what does next year's roster look like in today's NIL? There is no telling who all will be back, who all of the transfer guys who still have um, eligibility will remain on the roster. Uh, that's one of the unsettling aspects for people who have been around it as long as we have that you don't know, and NIL and all that play such a huge role that uh, sometimes it can be a little frustrating, but it's the modern game, and you know, we just have to deal with it. Tom Murphy with us here on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, Whole Hog Sports, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Tom, do you think Muss is, is contemplating the idea of potentially moving on next year? You know, um, he hasn't been asked that, and I can't get in, into his head, but I have seen, as you guys probably have, a lot of, a lot of stuff out there. And, um, you know, the NIL came into play in football um, for certain, and there's talk that, you know, where's the NIL in basketball? Does it need to be better? And maybe it does. And so um, I've, I do believe Muss and, and Danielle and the family, I believe they're happy in Arkansas. And so um, if, there's any, if there's any movement after the year, it will come after a long and hard thought. But I don't know. If you're in his position, um, you could build something in Arkansas that, you know, that hasn't been done since the Nolan Richardson era and and keep that that tradition of going to the tournament most years and things like that uh versus what I don't know what I don't know what could be on the other side so 
long answer to your question, I'm not sure, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. Well, and and we're about out of time, but you kind of I'm starting to look at this season much like the 2016 baseball season. Someone brought that up earlier. You know, David, David went to the College World Series, went 0-2 in 15, but then came back. The one and only season he didn't make the tournament was 16. Nobody had a thought of, hey, maybe the maybe the program's not on solid footing. Maybe it needs a new direction. Nobody said that. It was a one-off. It's proven to be a one-off, and they've moved forward for, you know, eight more years in, in the right direction. I think uh, – and look, look at the changes that came out of that time that spurned, what, three more College World Series runs? So, I mean, sometimes – Tough times create great change. So I'm with you, Tommy. That was a topic in the press box yesterday at the baseball scrimmage. That look what 2016 did. It fueled something, and there's I don't think there's any doubt that it fueled what we've seen since. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the Natty State. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.